WTCA, our weekly visit with the coaches, players, and personalities that make up sports in Marshall County. Stay tuned. Rusty and his guests are coming up next. Advanced Engine in Plymouth keeps you working one engine at a time. They provide services as an engine builder. They also sell new engines and parts. Is your ag or forklift engine in need of parts or service? If so, Advanced Engine has the solution you need to get back to work and moving forward. They service all types and brands of engines. So when you're in need of service, call Advanced Engines at 574-784-8267. Or stop by 12549 U.S. Highway 6 in Plymouth. The Floor Store More in downtown Plymouth offers the area's largest selection of floor covering as well as 35 years of experience. Whatever type of floor covering you are looking for, make sure to stop in and see Rocky at the Floor Store More 116 North Michigan Street in downtown Plymouth, giving you professional and courteous service. McCullough Real Estate is a family-owned and operated real estate office in Plymouth since 1978. Whether you're looking to buy your forever home or selling residential or commercial property, McCullough Real Estate is the real estate company for you. McCullough Real Estate offers professional and courteous service and can handle all of your real estate needs. McCullough Real Estate is located at 1509 West Jefferson Street in Plymouth or can be reached by calling 936-9797. That's McCullough Real Estate, 936-9797. Are you looking for new insurance? Whether it be for auto, home, farm, or any type of insurance, Michiana Insurance in Plymouth is an independent insurance agent that can help you get the right price for the right service. You'll receive the personal touch you expect from your neighborhood insurance agent. Stop in at Michiana Insurance today at 818 West Jefferson Street in Plymouth or call 574-936-2700. This is your Saturday morning Coach's Corner with Rusty Nixon. And now it's time to get back to Rusty and his guests. And this morning we have a new face across the uh, control board here this morning. Gene Skirvin will join me. Um, John is, uh, is it uh, Ken Olson's father died? Yeah, Ken Olson, uh, obviously somebody we respect. It's one of our administrators. And uh, John wanted to represent uh, not only himself, but to represent the staff at his dad's funeral. His dad was a longtime basketball coach in uh, Chicago, a very respected man up there. Uh, and he passed away, so he's going there to be with Ken uh, for his dad's funeral today. So we have uh, we have. You said that you're the B team coming in here, man. <laughs> Come on, I, you, you give, don't give yourself enough credit. Um, now you are the de- defensive coordinator, correct? You're the guy that runs the defense. How many we give up? I, I, I want <laughs> okay, to know if I want to admit it or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I will. I, I, you know, the kids played hard last night. Um, we played hard on both sides of the ball, but I thought defensively towards the end of the game we got tired and uh, they started to move us a little bit. But Well, let's talk about that too because I know that um, – we'll just start with the defense. I thought you got – so far as I'm concerned, played your best game of the year. I mean, they were solid out there last night. You know, I, I thought early uh, we really were. And, I, you know, at the end, you know, one of the things they talk about every level of football, if you've got a running quarterback, it makes it really difficult because they, you know, they spread us out, and then he can run yeah. the ball. Well, you know, if they spread you out, you, somebody's got to go out there with those guys. So, you know, they pull you out, uh, and then they started pounding it uh, inside uh, against us. And, uh, you know, that that's difficult. They, it doesn't matter what level you're listening to, they start talking about, well, you got a running quarterback. That creates all sorts of problems. Uh, and it definitely did last night. Well, and you make a point, you spread you out, you got one guy on one, and that's a little easier battle to – to win when you're blocking oh yeah without a doubt i mean you know they they outnumbered us in the box by doing that but yet they had people from sideline to sideline so they've got our guys spread out uh and you know i i thought guys up front you know they really had a hard time blocking joey garcia uh you know he started off the night with the great national anthem oh well, yeah yeah he was he's very talented the kids were fired up about that uh he actually sang for us the night before Really? Uh, oh, yeah, and, and the kids were all fired up by him singing. Uh, you know, he played really good up front. Uh, you know, Navajar back for a second week. Uh, Chris Johnson played really well up front. Those three guys up front uh, did a really good job. Uh, 
Again, I think they got tired a little bit as the game wore on. But, you know, we're trying to stop the run with with five guys, those two, and then the inside linebackers, Norris and Hooley. Um, you know, I, I thought they played better than what they have. We've had some trouble tackling an open space. I thought we did a little better job of that last night. Uh, and those guys, five guys hung in there really good. And I thought Joey had a great game. Yeah, they, they uh, really struggled to block him. Um, we had a couple stunts in to try and – uh, make sure that guard couldn't double down on Joey. And, man, when the center had to block him by himself, he just couldn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a hard assignment for anybody. Oh, he is, yeah. You know, he doesn't look enormously huge, but he is incredibly strong. He is. He's a, a great squatter. Uh, and, you know, that, he's got that low center of gravity, and he just gets underneath you. It doesn't matter how big you are, he gets underneath you, and he moves you. And he spent a lot of time in the backfield last night. He did. You know, we we tried something <laughs> – you know, a little different with two backs in the backfield. and um, Had some really good success early uh, and moving the ball. And then, you know, they started to stun us and bring a lot of guys in the box. Um, you know, Devontae completed some passes. Um, you know, I, I remember the one, I, I can't remember who it was to, but I looked at one of the coaches and I said, you know, you don't get points for how pretty it is, right? Yeah, and, and that's what we were talking about. It wasn't really a throw. It was more of a fling. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, and once again, as long as it's in somebody's hands wearing red, that doesn't matter. That's, that's what you want, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think he'll he'll improve on that a little bit. Uh, obviously, that that's not his game, right? It's taking right. off and running. Yeah. Uh, and, boy, when we can give him a little bit, he seemed you saw what he did. Uh, he ran away from the uh, 100 meter NLC champion last oh, night. That, when, really? yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Number one was the yeah. 100 meter champion, and he could not catch Devante. So, you know, I've always said, you know, speed, it, there's a difference yeah. in speed and running track and when you put the equipment on. Right. right. Yeah. And Devante's got the equipment on, and number one, the 100 meter champion could not catch yeah. him. Um, let's talk about Navajar a little bit because, you, you know, he is, this is game two for him. Yeah. Uh, what does him being there mean? Because I remember him as a real. I don't know, he was an impact player. Yeah, he's in, explosive. In yeah, he's explosive off the ball. Um, you know, I think he's still getting in shape a, a little bit. I'm not sure he's, you know, totally there yet. Uh, but he's just explosive off the ball, and he made plays for us defensively where he, like Joey, just gets away from the guy trying to block him and goes and makes a play. And, you know, there were several times last night where he did penetrate, make people bubble around him, which then slows the offense down, right? And then guys have can react and get there. So, you know, I thought that's what those three guys did a really good job of last night. First time last night, uh, with, and once again, it's only the second game, but he ran down a play out on the edge. And I remember that last year and the year before, the fact you've got your defensive tackle making a play on a sweep at the furthest point of the field away from him, I mean, that that's incredible to me that that guy gets out. He's got great speed, and, and he gets there. Yeah, he gives us some athletic ability, uh, a little more athletic ability up front than, than what we've seen, right? And we, we've seen that. I mean, he started for us as a sophomore. Uh, you know, I was joking with him last week. I said, you realize that two years ago last week, you get the clinching interception to beat Concord, yeah. right? It yeah. was a ball that was dipped, and he made a great athletic play and dove. So, yeah, he's definitely a, a good athlete. What does that mean to you up front? How, did, how does that affect what you do? Well, whenever you start making guys have to be double teamed, right, then that frees up your linebackers. And, and I thought earlier in the year we – our defensive line wasn't creating enough double teams, and then, you know, they can get to the second level and get to your linebackers. When they create double teams and those linebackers, they can sit back and read where the ball's coming, and it makes it a whole lot easier for them to fill the hole. And, and you know, I, I know John says this all the time, and, and it doesn't matter whether you're offense or defense. This really is the ultimate team sport because, you know, if, if guys that maybe don't you hear a lot about do their job, then the other guys can't do theirs. Yeah, and honestly, that's the thing I've always been told is if you don't mention a defensive lineman's name for the whole game, it's probably because he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to absorb the blocks and let the linebackers go where they want to go. Well, and I think having a guy like Navajar back has helped Joey. Yeah, that's what I was going to You know, I, I think before that, everybody's 
was coming into the game, we're doubling that kid. Right. Yeah. We're, we're going to have at least two guys blocking him. Right. And, and they could get by with that a little bit more. And, you know, when you get another dynamic uh, guy up there, it, it makes it a little harder to do that. And I, I, I'm thinking that, uh, uh, let's just be honest, early in the year you were undersized up there. You had some guys playing there that were just really mismatched size-wise. Well, even Chris Johnson, you know, I mean, yeah. he, he's not a real big guy up there. Uh, but, but Chris is uh, – no offense, Chris, but I call him <laughs> I call him ornery, right? Yeah. You need some of those ornery guys sure playing defense, and Chris is one of those ornery guys. So he battles and fights in there, and uh, you know he he's you know you put him up to the guys that were blocking him last night. He's probably given up a hundred pounds, yeah, or maybe more, right? Um, but you know you had Sills in there, and he was giving up a lot of a yeah. lot of size, yeah, and, no matter and, where he was at. Yeah, and there's a kid with a good frame that you know. Um, he works hard in the weight room, and and you know we'll get him there. He, he's just got to get stronger. Well, he's kind of young too. Yeah, he so is. you know there's, uh, but you get some guys in there that can absorb that a little bit bigger. Nine uh, Quintana, as well. Well, let's go back to Johnson. He's he was a all over the place last night. Yeah, those three down guys. Like I said, those three down guys played really well. I, you know, I thought late uh, they they got it started to get some movement on us a little bit. Um, and just tired us out. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, Chris is, I don't know, 170, 170, whatever he is. You know, some of those guys were probably 300 pounders. Right. You know, eventually they tire you out. But uh, those guys, they battled really good in there. Uh, I, I thought we played well uh, in the first half. I thought we played really solid defense up front. Um, and, you know, they just figured some things out by spreading us out, uh, getting the back out of the backfield. You know, we'd seen that on film. Uh, where they did that well that quarterback you know he's he's a big strong kid and and he just didn't go down easy right um and he could throw the ball too a little bit yeah and when you can do that you know and that's what i was talking about our offense you know as as Devonte, um you know he, he completed some passes right so now they can't just say well we're not going to defend that guy don't right. worry about it he can't throw that you know it may look ugly but it got there yeah you know he i, I don't know exactly what his stats were but i know he completed Several passes. Well, and he had several drops, too, where <laughs> they yeah. caught the ball. It might have been a little different story. Yeah, there was some where, you know, they hit him in the hands, whether they were diving for it or jumping yeah. for it or whatever, but uh, they hit him in the hands. So, uh, but as we have, as well as he runs the ball, right, if we can do that enough to keep some guys out of the box, uh, we'll have more success offensively. Now, they changed their, at least, uh, their formation a little bit. It looked almost like, the, I said last night, if you put a tight end on one end, it's the old, uh, it's the old eye formation, you know, that old. But what, what did that do? Because that seemed to be the point where they had a little success. When they brought those guys in, they only had the two wideouts and just went after it. Yeah, you know, it, first of all, it stretches what defensive linemen you have across the field a little bit more, right? right? which allows them to maybe find some seams. But the main thing bringing that tight end did is it allowed them to double down on our down guy. And, and when that happens, you know, now all of a sudden this guy that's playing on the edge, this outside linebacker, has got to close. If he doesn't close quick enough, uh, there's there's a seam there. Right. And that's what was happening. They were pulling the guard around that double team to seal our inside linebacker so he couldn't get out to where they were and, and – We've, we weren't doing a good enough job of closing from the outside. So, you know, it's kind of, again, a thing they got to work together. You know, that down guy can't get moved uh, because when he does, that means that it's harder for that inside linebacker to flow to it. And the further he gets moved, that's the longer that outside linebacker's got to come. So, right. you know, the three of them got to work in concert. And, you know, I thought they, they started to get a little bit more movement uh, and we just weren't closing quick enough. You're, you know, you guys a few weeks ago, well, it's been quite a few weeks ago now, had some success when you started stunning, started sending people. That's become kind of a, a staple of what you do. And talk about why you do that or, or what makes you say, okay, well, let's do that. Because I know that I've heard John talk a lot of times about you got some teams that can stunt, you got others that can't. Yeah, and we've had teams that were good at it, and we've had teams that weren't good at it, right? Um, and with a three-man line, you have to do some stunts. If you don't, those three guys are going to get abused, right? Yeah. I mean, it's because there's five against three, right? right? So you've got to do some of that. 
and, and definitely when we're in that three-man front, we have to stunt some to try and keep them from doubling Joey in particular. So last night you probably noticed that we were bringing inside linebackers a yeah. lot in A-gap. Well, as soon as they get up in A-gap, that guard cannot come down on Joey. Uh, and, and I thought the kids timed it pretty well. And then they got them to jump a couple times because, right. you know, they started getting puckered up. Oh, my goodness, here they come in a, in a gap, and, and I've got to get down there so that they don't just smoke our quarterback. So the other thing that it does is it doesn't let offensive linemen get comfortable. That guy's going to be right here every time. And I know every play, no matter what we're running, he's going to be there. I don't have to think, right? Right. All of a sudden we start doing that, and then the offensive lineman's got, now wait a minute, I, you know, I know I'm supposed to have this guy, but now this guy's right here. What do I do? Yeah, and it makes them kind of adjust on the fly, too. Exactly. <clears throat> There's specific things in the responsibility on, on your side of the ball, too. I mean, you don't just fly in there uncontrolled. I mean, what when he's in that, that mode, what's he supposed to be looking at? What's he supposed to be doing? Well, you know, we've run a lot of different defensive fronts this year, which is not anything unusual, right? right. Teams do so many different things. You go to where – You've got teams that are running the ball and, and everything's inside. And then you get teams that spread it out like we did last night. <clears throat> but basic football doesn't change. you know. And, and that's right. what we keep telling the kids. If I'm a defensive lineman, I don't want to run up the field because then they don't even have to block me. They're just going to run underneath me, right? So I've got to squeeze to the inside and squeeze as hard as I can, which closes and, and restricts running lanes. And then a linebacker can read flow in the backfield and if it closes, then that linebacker just keeps moving up, you know, out a little bit wider until there's an opening and you fill that opening, right? We call it the open window, closed window. Uh, and really, that's the philosophy. You know, I'm the linebacker. I'm reading flow. In other words, backs are coming my way. And I'm going to fill that first open window that I see. Well, if we're doing a really good job with the defensive line, we close that open window. And now we get the guy running horizontally across the right. field, right? And then – Hopefully you can track them down. Your linebackers were really good last night. Well, Hooley's somebody that, you know, I don't think he gets enough credit. He's had a really, really good year. Well, you know, he's got uh, – I, I tell him he's got old man knees. You know, so <laughs> he uh, – his knees, you know, he, he just had trouble with them. Uh, he understands the game. Uh, he reads things well. And, and you know, there's just times where uh, – if it's close and it's in his range, you know, he's going to be there. There's times where we get some really athletic people that he, he has a little harder time getting to him, and that's where it's got to be a team thing, right? right. We've got to be squeezing the running lanes so that they're not as big that he has to fill. And it doesn't really matter how athletic your linebacker is. I mean, the, the bigger area you give them that they got to cover, then the harder it is for them to do that. And But, you know, he's a, a kid that's a smart kid. Uh, he's shown that he's not afraid of contact. He'll stick his nose up in there, uh, and he understands the game. Yeah, and I, like I say, you're you're not calling his name all the time, but you, he's very visible. He's very – I don't know what to say. Mo, you, you watch him. He, he's always around everything. Well, the one thing he's evolved to, um, and I really think the last yeah. half of this season, is kind of become a little more vocal, which um, – up to this point, you know, he'd been pretty quiet. Yeah. Uh, and he's a little more vocal and, and kind of taking some leadership role in, in that defense, and that's good to see. Yeah, I, he and Joey Legend tackles last night, if I'm right. And, you know what? I, I did not get to look at the stat sheet. I was watching some film last night. Yeah. But, you know, I, I know that he was in on a lot of tackles, and obviously Joey was because it was visible when they couldn't get him blocked, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's standing in the backfield staring at the guy <laughs> with the ball, right? Uh yeah, and six pretty good. He got away from him a few times. Well, he, now how big was he? Because he seemed to be – he was breaking a lot of tackles. Well, he's put together pretty good. And I tell you what, he's – you know, sometimes you got kids that just have a uh, nose for the end zone, right? Yeah. When he saw that end zone, man, he was going to run through you, over you, around you, whatever he had to do to get to the end zone. And he battled us really hard. He, he was a good competitor, very good competitor. Little better on the uh, on the 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 edges too last night on, on coverage. We we played it a little bit better on the edges, and obviously when you're going to play three man front, those outside linebackers got to do a really good job of containing. And, and you know, I thought that at times we played it really well, and in times there's things that we got to look at and that we got to get better at. 
Now, in, in Goshen's defense, you know, they kind of understand that, and their philosophy is to spread you out to try and get that guy as far out of the box as you can. Right. And then you got to make a read and come flying down inside that box really fast. And, and there was times that we did it really good. Uh, Sheely and Deerfield out there, there was times they did it really good. And, and then there's some things that, you know, we gotta, we've got to get better at because – I haven't watched a lot of Northwood, but I think they're similar as far as formations and some of the things that we saw last night. Um, I, I want to spend some time talking about Christian, too, because he's another guy. You don't call his name. He's a lineman. The only time you ever hear a lineman's name is when it's something bad, you know. So he has had just a heck of a season. I mean, you know, we're watching him every night, and he's on both sides of the ball just really having a great year. You know, I – it's funny. I look back and remember his, him as a freshman. You know, we're talking about some of these younger guys that, you know, they're they're not there yet, right? And I remember watching Christian, and he wasn't real strong. And, you know, he has worked extremely hard in the weight room, and he is a big, strong individual. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things that going to a three-man front and having Navajar back has allowed us to do is last night is not to have to start those guys that are in the defensive line and the offensive line, right? Yeah. So, the only guy in the offensive line that started on the other side of the ball would have been Norris. So the other guys, you know, they've been playing a lot of defensive line. They didn't have to start there. Now, Quintana come in, came in and played some snaps for us uh, late in the game when some of our guys were getting tired. But, yeah, you're right. He, he is a big, strong, physical kid. What is having Lennon back there to help Devontae do for you? I mean, it seems to me like then you have two dynamic players back there that – you know, that, that makes a difference to have two safeties that can hit and can run. And it's hard when you see somebody that's going to spread the field as much as they did and not have two safeties, right? right? Uh, there's just a lot of ground to cover. And I thought early they, they it was difficult how much ground they were having to cover, but I thought they kind of figured it out. But, you know, I, I, the one thing, it doesn't matter where you're at to win ball games, you want to win the turnover battle, right? And I thought the quarterback gave us some opportunities to pick some stuff early, and we missed them. You know, he Man. floated some out there, and, and I think we were still getting a feel and we're peeking around so much that we weren't reading his eyes uh, as much as what I would like to see us do. Uh, but I thought we, we got a little better at that. But, of course, they got away from throwing late, right? Yeah. They tired us out and they ran the ball. No. How do you defend – because I, I don't understand why – well, maybe because it's hard to complete it, but why teams don't run that little slant straight over the middle more because that's got to be a nightmare if you're, for your – to just cover it. I mean, it has to be open. you got to give him space. The only way you cut that off is to be right on him, but then he just goes by you. Well, you know, one of the ways you can slow that down is what Lennon did when 83 came across oh, yeah. the middle, yeah. right? Yeah. He knocked the wind out of yeah. him, and then he's like, I'm not sure I want to go back in there. <laughs> right? Well, I noticed the one kid <laughs> we mentioned it on the air kind of had alligator arms coming across there at one point. Yeah, you know, the one thing that uh, – I don't know how much opportunity we've had to see it, but, you know, Lennon showed, showed us a couple times last night that he wasn't afraid to hit me. Oh, yeah. You know, he yeah. stuck um, – I think it was a quarterback uh, down on the goal line, stopped him on the one. Now they scored the next play. And then he definitely lit up 83, and 83 didn't, wasn't sure he wanted to come back over the middle. Yeah. So, you know, that that's the drawback of that route, right? You're exposed because you're oh, coming yeah. inside. Yeah. And a linebacker or a safety, you know, they, they get there and they can put a big hit on you. And, and, uh, if you notice, they didn't throw it as much up over the middle after that. You know, I'm, I'm sure 83 didn't want to come over the middle. <laughs> I don't know that uh, Hinkle probably does. He's a tiny guy. I mean, he wasn't very – he was just a little guy. Yeah, they, they did have some – but, man, they, they had some kids that could run. And, you know, whenever you've got the 100-meter champion, you got somebody that can run, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess you do. Um, you know, assess the, the defensive unit last night. I mean, what, what grade do you give? What they do well? What didn't they do well? Well – I, I still think we can tackle a little bit better at times. I thought we missed some tackles where we could have had them for a loss, and then they end up with a three or four yard gain, and now that that turns that whole series around, right? Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I, I'm amazed by, and not just the defense, just by these kids total, they haven't given up. Right? They're, they're working hard. I thought we kept working hard all night last night. 
Um, and, and, you know, effort-wise, uh, I, I would give everybody a, a high grade, right? I mean, and, and I thought we did that defensively. Defensively, um, we we created some things in the run game that they didn't want to do, right? We had some penetration where it wasn't too deep, but to make them bubble a little bit, which gave the linebackers time to get there. I thought maybe Norris and Hooley might have had one of their better games, both of them uh, of the year. Uh, and, and, but part of that is because the down guys were dynamic, right? They mm-hmm. they were creating some double teams, which freed them up to do things. A little bit different coverage that we used last night. Um, obviously, with just two safeties, it's a different coverage, right? But we were doing some different things, trying to sit some guys in the shorter zones and, and, and gave the safeties more ground to cover. Uh, and, and we'll get better at that, right? I, I thought early maybe we didn't get the spots that we needed to get. Uh, I think – Excuse me. At least once, uh, you know, we had a guy come open wide open, and they didn't complete it. But uh, we will get better at that. But I thought we improved a lot uh, with stopping the run game. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, probably start dissecting the offense a little bit. Heck so, yes. Uh, Let me talk about my <laughs> talk about the other guys for a bit. So stay tuned. Saturday morning, coaches' corner. Not only is he an internationally known radio star on WTCA. Uncle Doug also gives the best haircut in town. If you want to take advantage of that amazing skill, you can visit Uncle Doug's Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 5, Wednesday 1 to 5, and Saturday 8 to noon, right across the street from the fire department. Call for an appointment at 574-941-2282. Have your hair cut by a celebrity, Uncle Doug. Michiana Insurance, 818 West Jefferson Street in Plymouth, is an independent insurance agent that can offer you the right coverage with that personal touch you would expect from your neighborhood insurance agent. All types of insurance are offered from automobile, business and commercial, recreational vehicles, homeowners, bonds, life, motorcycles, farm, and even watercraft and boats. Call today. 574-936-2700 and receive the right price for the right service. Michiana Insurance in Plymouth. This is your Saturday morning Coach's Corner with Rusty Nixon. And now it's time to get back to Rusty and his guests. Gene Skirvin with me this morning. He Wait, we're having a good time this morning. Yeah, I know. You know, you'd think after 20 years of doing this, I'd know which button does what. But I still, you know, I'll get better at it. Like you said in the last <laughs> I'll get better as we go on. Um, let's talk about the offense. And I... I I had mixed feelings last night. I think you had moments that you see what this can do. And I know the idea was to get the ball in Devontae's hands as much as you can. Well, you know, when you got a player that is as dynamic as him and and you see, you know, unfortunately last night we didn't get as many opportunities as you'd like to see that athleticism. But, I mean, even when he catches a kickoff and, you know, the one time there's like three or four guys in front of him and next thing you know they all missed and – Devontae's you know, yeah. going the other direction, right? He is truly dynamic. Um, and, and somehow you got to figure out how to get him the ball. So the easiest way to get him the ball is put him back there where it's snapped right to him. Right. You know, your, your dad would probably appreciate that philosophy, right? Get your best player and snap him the darn ball, right? Well, it's kind of what my son says uh, every night. You know, you, it's funny what happens when you get the ball in the hands of your best player and get out of his way. So Yeah, and, you know, he definitely had that, that one run was a, a – pretty right yeah you know the other guys they've got to get the ball some they've got to carry the ball some uh, we've got to be able to throw a little bit with it to just keep so many people from getting in the box and you can see they started off with the four and then by the end of the game they had six guys at the line of scrimmage yeah so they were sliding down guys and bringing up some linebackers stack them on the line of scrimmage uh and, and you know that's where you know mike you know what what do you call right right stack yeah. the line of scrimmage now what do you call so We've got to continue to get movement. You know, we've got three real large individuals up there. You know, Quintana, DeLee, Popey, they're big individuals, yeah. right? Uh, and they've got to continue to move people. Uh, and then, you know, you get those extra backs in there, and they're in there to help move and and, and move people, right? So 
Uh, you know, obviously we've lost one offensive lineman, so we've shuffled things around a little bit. Um, Norris playing on both ways, that's, you know, that's a long go when you're playing in the, in the pits, right? Right. And, and then you, you're playing on both sides. You know, Tolson's not real big, but uh, Hart's pretty darn big, man. Yeah. He, he battles you all day long. And so, you know, when you start stacking the box, those guys got to get moving. It becomes a little bit harder because you can't get as many double teams. Yeah. So uh, as this evolves and, and, you know, Devontae continues to work on his throwing a little bit, um, you know, hopefully Mike will be able to make some calls to get us to the perimeter or to get behind those guys, right, and throw the ball behind those guys uh, so that we can continue to evolve that offense and move the football. See, and you make a point, something I've said watching it, you know, and having watched – those old teams of P.P. Cannon, I mean, a lot of times they go to the, the single wing, and I think the concepts are pretty much the same thing. It's not the same, exactly the same look, but... Yeah, it's not the same look, but the same philosophy, yeah. right? And I mean, Goshen had the same philosophy last night, right? right. Number six, our best runner, so we're going to snap him the ball. Heck, we might not even put anybody in there with him. We'll just, you know, yeah. I'm, am I going right, or am I going left, or am I going to throw it, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that's where they were at. Uh, and getting Devontae the hands and the ball in his hands is is definitely a good thing. Um, obviously, you know that that involves some changes, but you know you have to adapt. Even if you're winning, you have to adapt and change. If if you don't, you're not right. And, and when you're not having a lot of success, then you're we're going to try different things until we hit on something uh, that's going to work. Um, obviously, it doesn't matter which side of the ball. Kids got to be physical. And they've got to be engaged. And, and you know, I, I haven't questioned our kids all year long about their effort. Uh, they seem to listen to what we say. Uh, and you saw glimpses of what that offense could be, right? Uh, I mean, there's times we opened some nice holes and we did some good things. And, and hopefully, you know, we can continue to evolve that and get better at it. Nate Darafield was your other running back most of the night. Um, I'm thinking, you know, and you watch him run and you just wish he was bigger. Because he, he's probably not going to break a ton of tackles. But, you know, you talk about somebody who is head first. Uh, he's a missile, right? In every – I mean, he is just after it. Yeah, he, he's definitely a missile. There's no doubt about that. You know, we're talking about, you know, Norris going both ways. Well, you know, there's oh, yeah. guy went both ways. And you're right. He threw his body around, right? All 100 and – Nate, I'm not sure. I'll ask you this morning when I come in what you're weighing now. But probably less than what he did to start the game last night, right? Um, yeah, he's definitely a missile. He throws his body around. You know, the, those kids are fun to be around, right? He, he doesn't give up. He he continues to battle. We've asked him to do an awful lot, right? He's um, We've moved him around offensively uh, quite a bit. Been pretty consistent with where he is at defensively with us. But uh, offensively, we've asked him to do a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, he's, he's even taken snaps uh, as a quarterback at times in practice. Uh, just to make sure you got people ready, you know, things happen, right? So the one thing I can tell you that, you know, offensively, we will continue to evolve. You know, um, Mike and the offensive guys, you know, they're they're good at what they do, right? And so um, they will continue to find ways to figure out how to take a little pressure off of everybody knowing Devontae's going to run the ball, right? Yeah, that – that would be the thing. There's not a lot of trickery going to be involved with this. You know who's going to get it and who's going to run it. How do you help him out? I mean, you know, you obviously you got to block for him, but there's got to be things that your lineman can do or somebody can do to help him out. And I'm thinking even Darafield. I mean, he's you, you want to keep people off of him because he's probably not going to carry guys in the pile like the Bechtel kid did last night. I mean, yeah, you just got to move people, right? we got to move them up front, right? I mean, that's the key. you got to move them up front. Uh, you know, there was a couple times uh, – didn't watch the entire game on film last night, but watched some of it before we left. There were some times where we got confused up front. We left some guys unblocked. Um, you know, obviously, chorn that up would, would be a really, right. really big deal, right? Uh, kind of hard to run the ball when, as they found out, when Joey came unblocked, right? So when you got a guy that comes unblocked up front, that, that's a little difficult. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll shore those things up. We'll work, continue to work on those things, make sure that we know who's got who. Uh, but that's that thing I was telling you, you know, when – from the defensive side, you ask, why do you stunt and why do you move? Well, you do to confuse offensive linemen, right? right? And, and even running backs that have got a block. You know, now, um, you know, they talk all the time in the pros. They've got 
a running back comes in for pass situations. Well, a lot of times that's not so much to catch the ball. It's because he's better figuring out who's coming and, and who I've got to pick up. And, and so in this offense, as, as it evolves, those running backs have got to be in concert with the down guys to figure out who's got who. And there was a few times where we missed that last night. You had the two running backs for most of the night, but I, 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 what you're talking about, I think, is when Navajar went back there, there, there was – I had a sense that you weren't going to try to throw him the ball. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, you want to talk about a missile. He's a missile from back there, right? Yeah. The speed that he comes out of his stance and goes after people when he's in the backfield is, is a little bit different than some of our other guys. And, and then he got a little boom to him when he gets there, right? Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of body mass there yeah. that's, that's going to hit you. Uh, and so, you know, that's why Mike threw him back there, right? Uh, I mean, he'd worked there, but, you know, he played the whole game defensively too. So, uh, but, yeah, he, he hits it a little bit faster, and there's just a little more power to it when he gets there. Yeah, he's, I've, I've always liked him. I think he's a really good player. Uh, and I like the way he plays, though, too. Well, he, he's one of those guys that you know, he kind of plays like Deerfield, right? Exactly. The, the difference is he's carrying a little bit more weight to him than, than what uh, Nate does. But, you know, both of them, are, are, they, they get after you. The guys I like are the guys that, that never take a play off. I mean, you know, you're getting beat on all night long, and it's only natural. Like, you know, I'm not getting the ball this time. Maybe I'm not quite good. Yeah, it's going the other way yeah, or whatever. Yeah, right? it's going to be on the other side of the field. Maybe I'll just get a blow here, and then we'll be, you know, not quitting on the play, but not – you know what I'm saying. You do oh, that. I you definitely find know what places you're to get your rest in the course of a game, no matter how good or bad. you got a bunch of guys like that. They don't ever take a play off. They're – I'm thinking Navajar's that way, Darafield's that way, Hooley's that way on defense. I mean, it, there's just so many guys that they're at it on every single snap. Yeah, and, you know, those those guys are fun to be around, right? Um, and, and that's what I said. You know, you, you've been, you know, we're sitting here. Yeah, it's funny. I was coming in this morning, and I was thinking to myself, well, two old ball coaches going to talk about some <laughs> ball, right? And I was thinking, boy, we're made for radio, right? My ball's my ball my ball's a little smaller and rounder than, than yeah, your but ball you know <laughs> some some of that stuff doesn't change, right? Well, I mean, there, there's years where you can have kids that got a lot of talent and you're winning ball games and they drive you crazy, right? Yeah, and then there's other times that you like being around kids, and and these kids are fun to be around. Yeah. I mean, they're good kids; they give you a good effort. I I think that's the main reason why I was telling you earlier that you know they're they're. Uh, they they don't quit. They right. they just keep coming. That's that's her personality, right? Yeah. And and uh, you know, I was hoping that it, it it would be enough to get a win last night, yeah. right? Uh, um, they they kind of wore us down, and and we they started bringing guys in the line of scrimmage a little bit more, right? Uh, which made it a little bit more difficult to run the ball. And um, you know, I just appreciate the way that they've hung in, um, the way that coaches have hung in, right? Um, you know, I know that Coach Barron was – he wanted to be there for Ken this morning, right? But he, he he wanted the kids to know, man, I'm not going – it's not that I'm not going to that radio station because I've given up on you. And you've been around most of us oh, on the yeah. staff long yeah. enough to know that we aren't giving up on anything, right? No. And the kids haven't given up. And, you know, that that's a tribute to them. And, and you know, I've known um, a lot of these guys that I'm coaching with, you know, some of them I coached and – uh, some of them I could have coached, including Coach Barron, but he always says I think we would have clashed when he played. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe if we were coaching, and, and you know, so um, I, I remember him being in high school, right? Uh, in playing when he was in high school, I was in college at the time. But um, these guys, we don't have quit in us, right? Coaching staff doesn't have quit in us, and these kids don't. And, you know, they're going to show up this morning and, and we're going to try and get some of that soreness out of them a little bit and look at a little film to try and get better and uh, go on and see what we can do to, to uh, head to Napanee and, and uh, make Napanee unhappy. Right? <laughs> that wouldn't bother made, me at all. Napanee's <laughs> made us unhappy just a time or yeah, two. Yeah, you know, it would be nice to flip that switch <laughs> and let them walk away after the last game wondering what just happened. Let's talk about that a little bit the idea because i know we we talk a lot about the the players and we should because it's you know i i my old man always used to say you know i don't know why coaches get way too much credit 
for winning and way too much credit for losing. Kind of like quarterback, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. He said, but, you know, he always said everything I did was because of my players. They bought into what I was teaching them, and they, they actually they did it. I just sat there and watched them. But um, it's there's a different animal to coaching. And I know you're talking about how much you like those those kids. I've been I've coached teams like this. I played on teams like this. I mean, you know, I'm sure you. Well, have if you've too. been at it long enough, you definitely you have. have, right? You know, we we both have been through this as a player, as a coach, wherever. If you got those group of kids, it makes you work a lot harder because I know what's going through the minds of everybody in the staff is we got to do something to help these guys. We we got to figure out something to give them that we can turn this around. You know, we get after it every day. Uh, I mean, the coaches are prepared. The kids come to learn. Uh, you know, if you would come and watch a practice, you would have no idea. You'd say, well, these guys haven't won a game. You, you, you just wouldn't see it. You know, there's not guys lollygagging around. There's not coaches not paying attention. There's, you know, we're getting after it. And, and, and I hope that, you know, I know you've been around it long enough. I, I, I thought you could see that last night. Oh, yeah. I, I, it, We've gotten better. Um, and, you know, I, for years I've talked about the idea of, you know, when you got a kid and he's got an athletic ability and this is the low level and this is a high level, you know, can you get him close to that high level? And if you can, whatever that is, it is, right? Whether that's a 28 to 14 loss uh, or 28 to 14 win or 60 to nothing win or loss, right? Are, are they getting near where it's as good as they can play. Now, I'm not saying that we're there. I mean, you know, how many times do you get somebody to hit that, what they call that sweet spot, right? right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I think they're moving forward and, and they're giving their best. And, and hopefully that can result in some wins down the road here. You know, we've definitely not the same team that we were six or seven weeks ago. We are definitely better. And I'm, I'm thinking of something, too. I mean uh... – I have, I've spent a lot of time in the media as well, and you learn, having been around it from the other side and now on this, this side of the microphone, you hear things said that coaches say, and because you have that knowledge of what's going on, you, you hear what they really say, which is, you know what I mean? Because the coach will say something, and he's – telling you something a little different than what it, it sounds like not and, quite a politician but pretty close right? yeah, yeah yeah and i'm not saying there's just shades that you get because you know what he's saying and the one thing though is that you don't hear a guy repeat for example and i'm gonna throw this out every week i go in and sit down with john on wednesday and we do our pregame show every week it's a good week of practice good week of practice no coach ever says good week of practice unless it was. They just ignore the week of practice when they're talking to you. Hey, how was practice? You know, uh, we, we really worked on some things. They don't say it was a good – every single week we had a great week of practice. I, and, you know, I – he wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. And that's what is getting me about the season is that obviously everybody's working. They are. I mean, that competition is a strange thing, right? <laughs> you can go out and and absolutely do your best sometimes, and the other guy is just better, yeah. right? It, it doesn't have anything to do with personality. It doesn't have anything to do with effort. It doesn't have anything to do with strategy. It doesn't, you know, and, and there is no doubt we have tried different strategies, uh, but there's some base things that, if that guy if that you're trying to block is just bigger and stronger than you, you're not going to get him every time, right? right. Matter of fact, he's going to get you more than than you get him. It, it's no different on the other side. You know, you got to block, tackle, uh, you got to get off blocks. You, you know, you there's just things you, you've got to do. Uh, and if the other guy's physically better than you, he's physically better than you. Now, I I can tell you over the years, I truly believe that. Plymouth Athletics has been about beating people that had more talent than you did. Every yeah, and yeah. and I, I don't know that this group's any different. You know, it, I I think they've worked hard, and that's that what you're talking about, right? They come to practice to get better, uh, and I do believe they've gotten better. It may not show 
that we've got a W on on the side, right? But it doesn't mean that they haven't gotten better. Uh, and I know this morning when I go in there, they're going to be ready to get better. Now, Saturday mornings are really difficult. They're difficult when you win. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. sore and you're, you yeah. know, you're, you're hurting because the game of football is a physical game. And, and it's one of the things that I love about the sport. Um, you know, you hate to say, keep talking about life lessons. You'd like to talk about W's, but right. there, there is no doubt, even when you're getting W's or you're getting L's, playing a game of football will help you down the road somewhere in life, right? Because life isn't always easy either. And and so that idea that just to be a physically tough kid and to get banged up and get bruises and, and, and you keep going and you keep going. And, and, you know, those are things that in life things aren't isn't always going to be well and go good. And, you know, these kids have definitely shown that. Uh, I, I just hope that we get to where it gets us some W's. What's the old cliche? It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get up. And I mean, I, I hate hearing that, but, you know, in this case, that's what you're watching. I'm thinking, you know, how many hits has Leonard Kriegbaum taken that he should have been checking his molars at the end of the of the hit, and he stands up and comes back. You know, Darifield stands up, comes back. I mean, yeah. there there isn't one of them who's stayed down. Every one of them stand up and come right back, and – you know that 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 to me says a lot about a person. Well, it, not only does it say a lot about a person, but it says things about who raised those people. Yeah, you're right, one hundred percent right. When when you're in school, you know I, I I'm there to work with all kids, right? But some of them make it easier than others, and, and uh, these guys, like I said, it, it's made it easy to come to practice. I mean, it you could be in a point now where, where our record is where people don't want to show up yeah right uh and, and they're showing up and they're working and and everybody in the program is doing that and uh, you know i just me personally uh the staff as a whole you know i i know john and i and i'm not sure who else has been with us long enough when we were with condon but you know, we've been a part of three regional championships, playing in a semi-state, came close a couple times to, to be in a state championship game. We've won how many conference championships? Yeah. You know, we've won a sec another sectional championship in there. Uh, I just want these kids to get a win. I want them to yeah. experience that, right? I, yeah. I want them to have some success. You know, personally, do I have a goal as a coach? I, I, I want to play in a state championship game sometime, yeah, exactly. right? I mean, any coach that's worth oh, yeah. their salt, that's your goal, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and all that aside, you know, I've experienced a lot. I just want them to experience some success, and I right. hope we can make it happen. You know, it's funny you say that because that's all I ever felt when I was coaching was I want – because as a player, I, I got to be honest, I really didn't know what it felt like to lose. We, If it happened, we were shocked. I mean, that didn't happen to us. I, I wanted all my players to have that feeling that when I showed up at the ballpark – all we're deciding here is the score. I, you know that that was the way we felt, and that is a good feeling, and it's a collective feeling. It's you don't feel that by yourself. You feel no. that with everybody that you're in that dugout. And, and with. you know, I was lucky enough to to be a part of a football program that won a lot of football games at Jimtown, and uh, you know, our basketball program wasn't the same way, so it was kind right. of a different feeling. So, you know, I've been on both sides as a player. I've definitely been on both sides as a coach. Um, and, you know, all of us that are coaching, we've done it for a long time. Yeah, we want to win and we enjoy winning. But, uh, you know, we've experienced – I've experienced a lot of things. Yep. I, I just want these kids to yep. have the joy of a W, right? Exactly. And, you know, it's hard. You, you go in the hallways. I'm sure there's kids, you know, that are giving them a hard time, right? Um, and so a couple of weeks ago, you know, I saw um, a poem by Teddy Roosevelt about, you know, the – it's not the critic that counts. It's a man that's in the arena, right? It's man. a man that's in the arena. These guys show up every day. That that says something about them. Um, I, I'm not belittling the, the people that aren't there, but you know, you're you're not there working like they are. You're you're not putting the effort forward that they are, and and we all appreciate the effort that they're putting forward. And I know, you know, I, John and I have talked about this even on the air a little bit. You know, the the old thing. Well, you know, the sun's just as bright and food tastes as good and even after you lose, and you're you're a coach's kid, I'm a coach's kid, so we've been through it watching our dads. We've both been through it. 
No, it doesn't taste no, as it doesn't. good. Saturday the, morning, it's it, not good. It's not It's not better. good. The sun isn't as bright. Boy, when we lost, even when I wasn't <laughs> playing for my dad, on a Saturday morning when they'd lost on Friday night, oh, yeah. I found somewhere to oh, hide. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Saturday mornings were usually kind of okay because we usually got donuts when I was a kid. So that was a big day for us because dad was finally home for the week and he was going to spend some time with us. But um yeah, I it, it doesn't. And I, I think, you know, it goes back to one of my dad's favorite sayings. I think it was Chris Paul, NBA. He says, you, you know, uh, I hate losing a thousand times worse than I like winning. And that's kind of the mentality. It, it almost has to be. Well, it's funny because, you know, we've talked about that. And John's talked about that a lot. Yeah. You, know? you got to hate to lose, right? got to hate to lose. How hard are you going to work that, you know, hate to lose uh, and just don't give in and don't give up right. and uh you know I, I again i go back to i i don't think we've got that you know i i just don't they they continue to show up they continue to work uh i like i said i just hope it's enough to be able to get a w now you know the tradition here is biscuits and gravy taste really good on saturday <laughs> morning i'm telling you you know I'm, I'm starting to get a little thin we need to get a win <laughs> Yeah, I know. You get breakfast when you win. You don't get breakfast when you lose. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I may be losing body fat. You know, I may look a little bit better, but I, I kind of like this biscuits and gravy. Well, uh, you're going to have something other than biscuits and gravy this morning, too. You get back into practice. I'm, I'm going to let you because I know you, they're – I, I think they sit in the training room and listen to this. Is that what happens? I, I, well, you know, that's what they used to do. Yeah. I think they're usually out in the hallway now or in somebody's uh, car. But, you know. Um, I know you used to get shout-outs from my kids. You know, I, uh, I'd say something. And, well, that was stupid. Why'd you, yeah, I'd get that during the show. Yeah, well, well, you know, we used to have a trainer that uh, was a Plymouth oh, yeah, grad, right? right? Yeah, so right. he'd always have it on. So yeah. they would all be sitting on the training tables and on the floor in there. And, uh, you know, he's moved on. So... Uh, the training room isn't isn't where they do it, but they're they're definitely gathered at least somewhere. If Coach Dingledine hadn't taken them out already, <laughs> so, and you just get loose and come back in and talk about film or whatever, I know you guys show them some stuff. So yeah, we will, and you know they do a great job of working with the junior league. They go out and referee those oh, games. Oh, that's right. And, yeah, you know we've been doing that for years, right, with those guys, and they go out and interact with those younger kids, and that's awesome. And you know. Uh, not only those little kids, but I know we had 7th and 8th grade won their first yes, playoff game this week. Yeah. So good luck to them as they move on to the semifinals this week. And hopefully we can get a couple, both teams in the championship game. That would be awesome. Yeah, you want to go over and see that. I think they play at Warsaw, don't they? Lakeview? I believe so. I think that's where they play um, all the playoff games. Uh, so. Play Lakeview over there at Lakeview. And um, I know the 8th grade's playing Lakeview. But those start at 530 on Thursday night if anybody might want to go over. and There you go. Them Thursday on. night, go over and um, watch them play. And they're back-to-back, the 7th grade first, the 8th grade second. So uh, – yeah, it'd be nice to get a couple wins over there. It would be. It would be. Uh, nice to get a win next week, too, and it's going to be tough at Northwood. Hey, we're going to work at it, and, you know, Northwood's been a difficult place for us over the years. Uh, a lot of times when we've won a lot of ball games, we've struggled to win over there. So how about we flip that script? Oh, yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah, let's flip that script. It'd be very nice. Anyway, um, thank you for coming in. Appreciate yeah, I appreciate it. it. And that's going to do it for us today. It's a Saturday morning coach's corner, and uh, have yourselves a great weekend. Michiana Insurance, 818 West Jefferson Street in Plymouth, is an independent insurance agent that can offer you the right coverage with that personal touch you would expect from your neighborhood insurance agent. All types of insurance are offered from automobile.